This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Best Bits podcast. It's Morgan. Thanks for hanging out with me this weekend. I hope you've been already having a fun time and even more fun as the weekend continues. We're going to get started coming in at number seven. We have got Fun Fact Friday. Now, we've changed this up a little bit. It used to be just Amy sharing facts. Now, all of us share a fun fact and kind of gets a little competitive and we see who has some really good ones, who we can learn things from. I'm not going to lie, though. They're all so good that I learn different things every Fun Fact Friday. So here you go. Check them out. Let us know what you think. Number seven. It is time for Fun Fact Friday and leading us off is Mackenzie from Arizona. Fun fact for Friday. Did you guys know that being lactose intolerant means that you have actually a normal gene where if you are able to drink milk, that actually means you have a mutated gene, meaning your gene was altered. Thought it was pretty cool. Happy Friday. So uh, us as humans, we shouldn't be able to drink milk but because we had to at some point to survive. Those folks were able to... There we go. So that's fun-ish. Okay, I like that fun-ish. All right, let's go. Fun Fact Friday. Around the room, it's fun fact time. We're going to start off with Lunchbox. Oh, guys, clownfish. Anybody fans of clownfish? Nemo. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what that was. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Here's something crazy. All clownfish are born male. And then later in life, they decide, I'm going to be a chick. They change. (laughs) What? Legit. They're all born male. That's crazy. Interesting. Wow. I wonder how they decide. When they decide, or is when. it the same mm-hmm. at all times, or is it different? <laughs> I don't think he has the answer. No, oh, oh, no, yeah, no. Follow up? no, it literally just says, and later in life they can decide if they want to be a female. And oh, do they have to become a female? No. I got a lot of questions. They don't have to. Okay, so they don't all go to female. No, they don't all do. Some decide, you know what? I'm not liking this. I'm gonna be a female. Oh, boom, it, boom. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I just searched it up real quick, and the dominant fish becomes the female in the relationship. Classic. So they get together, they determine <laughs> who's dominant, la la, so and they're the hermaphrodites, so they can change. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for following up, Amy, on Lunchbox is a fun fact. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's go to Morgan. 
Okay, so we are only born with two natural fears. The fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds. How do they know? Like, what? how do they talk to a baby? Hey, <laughs> hey, kid, let me interview you. Like, okay, go ahead. All other fears and phobias are learned or acquired later in life. Those are the only two ones that we're actually supposed to have. Oh, wow. All right, fill in the blank. I'm scared of blank. Morgan. Spiders. Amy. Heights. Lunchbox. Snakes. Oh. Eddie. Intruders. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's your thing. That's your thing, yeah. Yeah, mine's heights as well. Hate heights. All right, thank you, Morgan. Let's go to Eddie. Did you know that koalas have fingerprints just like us? They are so human-like that in Australia, detectives have gotten fingerprints at crime scenes and thought they were looking for a criminal. Turns out it was just a koala. You're right. That's not true. That's not true. There's yes. no way. Yes, it There's is. There's no way. Amy, look it up. <laughs> now the fact, That's her job now? Fact Friday fact checker. Yeah, dude. I mean, I believe you that their fingerprints are probably pretty distinct and cool. The but I can't believe that the five O's are like, all right, Chuck, what do you think? What do you, what do you got? Well, uh, it's either uh, Michael Wilson on Third Avenue or Calvin the Koala. We, we, no, it's more like, guys, we can't find the criminal. Oh, you know why? Because it's wow. a koala. Wow, wow, wow. What do you have? Mm, yeah. Yeah, they they have been confused for humans in cases. Thank you, Amy. That's crazy. That's fun, too. That's, huh? crazy. that's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun. All right, Amy. Fun fact, go. <laughs> One of the headlines was, you might just be able to frame a koala for your crime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just thought that this was really cool and very smart. But Nas, you know, he's a rapper. Yeah. You know? Yes, it, by some it, considered the greatest rapper of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Not Lil Nas. Yeah, not Lil, not Lil, not Nas, Lil Nas, X. Nas X. He named himself after Nas. Right. Jay-Z's nemesis for much of his... Yes, go ahead. Nas. So, he listed his seven-year-old daughter as an executive producer on his fifth studio album to ensure that she would receive royalty payments at all times. That's time. pretty good. That's crazy. Here are some songs you may know by Nas. Do you know any songs by Nas? Um, if I ruled, ruled the, the world. world. That's right. Yeah, good. Da, 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 da. Do you guys know that one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you know that one? No. No? Mm-mm. Okay, Eddie. All right. And final, your final fun, your final fun fact. Uh, Disney World is twice the size of Manhattan, which is New wow. York City with all the buildings. Like, that's the part of New York City that you see on TV, all the big, tall that's buildings. That's bananas. Mm-hmm. Disney World, located in Orlando, covers 43 square miles. Wow. It's twice the size of Manhattan or the size of San Francisco. Disney World is the size of San Francisco. And to think that people walk those every day. Like yeah, but not all, all of it. You don't yeah. walk all you don't walk all 43 miles. Mm-mm. Dang right, you do. No, you no, don't. You, don't. you want to see the whole park. And he's like, I paid for it. I better walk it. <laughs> but 43 miles, that's what it is. And it's that San Francisco crazy. twice Manhattan. Yeah. Wow. He's just blown away by that one. I, I mean, no, no, because you look at Manhattan and all those buildings, you're like, yeah. man, that's huge. That's but it's not even as big as Disney World. It's half as big. Yeah, you need two of those. There you go. Crazy, huh? All right, that's Fun Fact Friday. Fun Fact Friday. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Bobby always shares some awesome recommendations, and this week he shared several of his favorite new songs that you may not have heard before. They're not ones that are on the radio all the time, or maybe they're on a radio of a station that you don't typically listen to. Different genre, you never know, or it could just be on TikTok, and maybe you don't get on TikTok. But he shared some new songs that you should definitely add to your playlist. Number six. I've been doing a lot of interviews where people are asking me, hey, what songs are good now? Tough question. 
unless you expect it. And so I, they're like, hey, what's so I just start throwing off stuff that I listen to. And I'm going to play a few of these that if you go to my playlist, these are up here now. Uh, the first one is going to be this song from David Morris. And it blew up on TikTok. And it's the George Strait song, Carrying Your Love With Me. But it's sang by a woman. And it's used as a sample. And then he kind of country raps over it. Interesting. And some people hate it. And some people love it. I actually think it's pretty good if you get past the whole sampling a George Strait song. <laughs> but here you go. His name is David Morris. And here is Carrying Your Love. Yeah, what we got's all I need. And every day's a dream when I'm carrying your love with me. play this a little bit, but do you think that's George Strait sped up? It can't be, right? Oh, I think that's a woman. I do too. I thought so too, but <laughs> yeah. then when I heard it. All right, here's some more of it. Have you ever been Grand Canyon chasing Route 66, riding Desert Town, Great Lake and Mount Rushmore, chilling top 10 destinations, girl, we can go to places you ain't never dreamed about, from up north and down south, Oceanside Lighthouse, when the tide dies down, getting married on a beach, white sand and white gown, blue skies and white clouds, tomorrow ain't promised all we got is right now yeah and you know i'm down all right girl yeah for the rest of my life girl yeah what we got's all i need and every day's a dream when i'm carrying your love with me I was watching some people and they were like, ah, this is a new song? New, what is this, Carrying Your Love? And I'm like, well, let me explain it to you. So, but yeah, he's a cowboy, David Morris is. So you can check it out. That's just called Carrying Your Love. Because if you're listening, you either love that or you hate that. There's really no middle ground for that. There. I started not liking it. And then after I heard mm-hmm. more, I'm like, this is pretty good. Well, I thought it was weird at first. Because again, most of my new music now comes from my wife, who gets her music from TikTok for the most part. And she was like, have you heard this song? And I brought it up and I was like, oh, hey, I like <laughs> That's it. That's what I just did. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Uh, David Morris, Carrying Your Love. Uh, here is a guy that we had on our show and this song is so good. I just wish radio would give him a shot here. Uh, this is from George Burge. It's called Mind On You. I got my mind on you and you on my mind. Got these four wheels on a two lane and we cutting through the night. Got your eye in my head and your love on my lips. So he told us a story where he wrote that, and Jason Aldean said, I'd like to cut that, I'd like to make that a song. And so when George was convinced to be an artist again by Clay Walker, he called Jason. I was like, Can I have the song back? And Jason was nice enough to give it back to him. But Aldine thought it was a good enough song that he would also record it. But that is called Mind On You from George Burge. And I give you number one, and this song started off as this guy, Noah Kahan, just playing the chorus on TikTok. He didn't have the whole song written. He just played the hook, what they call the hook, the chorus. And everybody kept going like, finish the song, finish the song. And he didn't forever. He did it during the pandemic. And then finally he finished the song. And it's so massive that other artists are now one duetting him like big artists or going wow this is such a great song and if you've been in the car with my wife and I which Eddie has we sing the song at the top of our lungs uh, it's called Stick Season and here is the chorus I bury my 
mind, but it's the season of the sticks. And I saw your mom, she forgot that I existed. And it's half my fault, but I just like to play the victim. I'll drink alcohol till my friends come home for Christmas. And I'll dream each night of some version of you that I might not have, but I did not lose. Now you're tired tracks in one pair of shoes. And I'm in half that old have to do So I thought that if I So that's Noah K. Hannah it kinda sounds like Mumford and Sons oh, yeah. meets meets the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Meets you know, it's just a but it's Noah Cahan stick season if you want to check that out. Bones, let me tell you something. Lunchbox was bobbing his head to that song. That was interesting. And his he does not good. bob his head. You never bob. You Bob? Did you bust me bobbing? <laughs> Dang it. We busted you bobbing. You never bob. He doesn't bob. I don't bob, but it, it was pretty good. Wow. <laughs> Hit that chorus again, Ray. Vermont, but it's the season of the sticks, and I saw your mom. She forgot that I existed, and it's half my fault, but I just like to play the victim. I'll drink alcohol till my friends come home for Christmas, and I'll dream each night of some version of you that I not have, but I did not lose. Now your tired tracks and one pair of shoes, and I'm spinning past that old have to do. We got a second bob over there? I got a second bob. All right, we, got, we should just play the song then. We got two bobs out of them. This never happens. Okay. Uh, Noah Cahan is his name. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. It's been quite the crazy week with two truths and a lie game. They are helping us give our listeners so much money. Well, the chance to win money, at least, thanks to Bobby's new TV show he's hosting, Snake in the Grass. It's on USA Network, and they basically gave us a bunch of cash to give away listeners and let them win some big money. Like, I think the pot is at $40,000 at this point. may even be higher I don't know. I get lost in seeing who wins, who doesn't. But I will say I have been good at detecting the lie this week. And even Abby and I played a little Two Truths and a Lie on Best Bits Part 1. And we both suck at lying. But that's okay. It's It gave you an idea of what's been happening on the show this week. But definitely make sure if you have not already, get yourself entered. BobbyBones.com because you can win a whole bunch of cash. It at least gives you a chance. We randomly select people from online and... You could be playing on the show. Not only talking, hanging out with the show, but win some money. And we all need some money right now. Number six. We're on with Grace right now, who has a chance to win $5,000. Grace, I'll be honest with you. I'd be so nervous right now. Not just to call the show, but to have a chance to win $5,000. Grace, how are you feeling? I feel good. Oh, Oh, I feel so so good. good. Uh. She nailed it. it. I like where we are. I like where we are. Okay. That's a good sign. (laughs) That's a good sign. Okay, Grace, where do you live? Fresno, California. Okay, Grace in Fresno, a town I've been to many times. I love it so much. We're going to do this game where I will give you a little story. Amy will give you a little story. And Lunchbox will give you a little story. You just need to tell us which story is a lie. It's all thanks to my show, Snake in the Grass, which will premiere August 1st. That's Monday at 11, 10 Central on USA. Okay, Grace, are you ready to hear the stories? Let's go. I will go first. So, Grace, I once tried to solve a conspiracy. We talked about it on the show before. It was whether Avril Lavigne was really her 
or a fake Avril Lavigne because the rumor was that Avril Lavigne was uh, she was killed or she died way earlier in life and there was a new Avril Lavigne that had replaced her because the label was like we're still making money off of her so we got to get someone out there and so Avril and I were uh, at Dancing with the Stars at the same time she was performing and I was there doing the show either doing it or there as a guest but I was there at Dancing with the Stars and so I remembered her name as the, the clone that they say, you know, the girl's real name that was now playing Avril. So I went over by her and I yelled the girl's real name to see if she would turn. And she didn't. And so I think Avril was real. I think that was really the real Avril. And so I tried to solve a conspiracy about Avril Levine by yelling that name. So that is my story, Grace. All right. We're going to go over to Amy now. Amy, give me your story. Well, so when I was five years old, my parents were on a date. So we had a babysitter and I was playing outside and on my back deck, there was a nail that was sticking up and I scraped my leg on it. But I mean, it was way more than a scrape. Like it hit deep and I could not stop bleeding. So the babysitter had to call my parents. They had to come home from their date. I had to go to the ER. Like it was a whole thing. And needless to say, we never had that sitter again. The sitter didn't come back or wasn't hired no, back? No, because just... she wasn't hired back because she wasn't watching me. I was Got out it. playing on the deck by myself at five years old. Lunchbox, your story. Oh, way back when, when I was in seventh grade, after school, me and my buddy Dustin walked a block to the grocery store, and we're like, oh, we got money in our pocket, but you know what? We're seventh graders. Let's steal a few things. So we stole some Gatorade, batteries, headphones, and two Snickers bars, and as we're walking out of the store, manager grabbed us, and we got busted. Had to call mom and dad and confess. You got caught shoplifting. Got caught shoplifting when I was in seventh grade. Hey, Grace, how do you feel about those, by the way? Do you feel like you know? Do you feel like... One of them for sure is true. Like, where's your head right now? I feel like I remember one of them from the show. Which one do you think you remember? I think I remember yours with Avril and Dancing with the Stars. Okay. And it does seem like something you would do to try to sell the conspiracy theory. Okay, so that one she's feeling pretty good is a truth. Okay. Grace, you've heard them. Are you going to go ahead and lock mine in as true, or would you like to kind of reevaluate I will lock yours in as true. Okay. Lock her in there. So she's trying to find the lie. She locks me in as true. Well, I'll go first, and I will say that my story is... Do you know, Eddie? No. You don't know any of this? No, I don't. You want to take a shot at it? As far as who the liar is or yours? Because I I don't remember hearing your story ever. I do maybe remember Avril was there, but I don't know if you called her by the fake name. So you wouldn't lock mine in as true? I would not. Absolutely not. Huh. Okay. Well, then I'm going to just hold you. Write your answer down as to who you think the liar okay. is. Okay. All right. Okay. So Grace has locked me in as true. I'm going to wait for Eddie to write his down. You in? I'm in. Okay. Uh, Grace, once behind the, the wall at Dancing with the Stars, I walked by and there was Avril Lavigne. She was sitting there with her people. And I kept walking, but I turned around and I yelled the girl's name, and she didn't turn around, and that's when I knew that Avril Lavigne was really alive. You're right, Grace. Wow. You're right. You're right. Good job. Good job. Now, you got a 50-50 shot at $5,000 right here. And the whole game is two truths and a lie. Can you spot a liar? USA's new competition reality show, Snake in the Grass. My show gives four contestants a chance at $100,000. The only catch, they have to find out which one of them is... Well, sabotaging every turn. Lying. If they fail, the snake leaves with all the money. 
Spot the lies, catch the snake, win the cash. Snake in the Grass premieres August 1st. That's Monday at 11, 10 p.m. Central on USA. All right, Grace, talk me through this. You have Amy with a nail and lunchbox caught shoplifting. How you feeling? I mean, the nail definitely seems like it could be Amy. Might, might trip on something, the nail. You know, I, I know your equilibrium's a little bit off, so it's okay. Um, but lunchbox... You know, he used to do the poster board trick with the baseball cards, cover it with the poster board. So you scan the poster board, don't see the cards underneath, then you got some baseball cards. So did he, I know he might have shoplift, shoplifted, but did he get caught? Right. So she's remembering stories of Lunchbox shoplifting yeah. and getting away with it. That's good. Oh, wow. That's real good. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. I forgot that he was doing that. <laughs> okay. Grace, $5,000 on the line. Who do you think the liar is? Lunchbox. All right, Grace has selected Lunchbox. Lunchbox, you're now locked in as the liar. Okay. And Grace, why do you think that is a lie when it comes to Lunchbox? Because we know as a kid he was a hoodlum and he did shoplift. I just don't know if he got caught and had to call his parents. I feel like he either could have gotten away with it or lied his way out of it. Lunchbox, she has locked you in. You are to her the liar, and if you lied, she wins $5,000 in cash. Lunchbox. Did you ever shoplift as a kid? Yeah. Okay. Guilty as charged. So he did shoplift that we thought about. Yeah. And she did remember me going to the store and putting poster boards in the cart and putting boxes of baseball cards on the bottom, paying for the poster board and walking out. Mm -hmm. Lunchbox, did you ever... I don't know. In seventh grade, get caught shoplifting and the manager busted you and you had to call your parents? Yes, I did. Oh, what? That is the truth. Yeah, it was uh, was before the track meet. Dustin was like, hey, let's run over to the grocery store. And he's like, dude, we don't have to pay for anything. I'll show you how to do it. And so he was like, he had a Walkman, so we needed batteries and a headphone for the Walkman, and got busted. Well, uh, I a- was the snake. Amy was the snake. She lied. <laughs> uh, well, Grace, here is the bad news. You did not win $5,000 this morning. That's bad. Here's the good news. You will come back on Monday's show, and now the pot is up to $40,000. Oh, my goodness. You'll have a chance to <laughs> win $40,000. Oh you'll have a God. one in four chance. You'll be playing <laughs> against the three other people playing, okay? Okay. So, as much as that stinks that you did not win. Oh, she did so good. You do have a shot at $40,000. We hate that you didn't win, Grace, but thank you for playing, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thank you, guys. I'll right. talk to you soon. There she is, Grace, everybody. Wow. Don't forget, Snake in the Grass premieres August 1st at 11, 10 Central on USA. DVR it, please, if you, if you don't mind. DVR it right now and get ready to watch it. And, you know, we're over three on winners. Yeah, who did Eddie, Eddie have? I was like, Grace, I had Lunchbox. I didn't know. I didn't know if I know he had a lot of shoplifting stories, but I didn't know if this one was actually true. Well, what we're trying to do is make sure we're not like 80% of a story and then a little lie. Yeah. It's all a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. Well, we don't, I don't want to be like, well, my middle name is Dillium. <laughs> and they're like, well, that, and then I'm like, well, it was, it's really William. You know, it's, I don't want it to be super close. Um, so, but yes, no winner. We'll play again. To liars, man. We'll play again. We're fooling them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play again tomorrow. $5,000 on the line. <sighs> we got money, money, money right now to give away. Oh, oh, oh. Patina is on. Patina, where do you live? 
live in Wilcox, Arizona. Uh, Patina, we've had nobody win. We have 5,000 bucks up for grabs and nobody's won. Have you heard the other players? I have. How many did you get right, Any? I got two right that I've listened to. Okay, oh, wow. two out of three. Okay, so what's going to happen is you're going to have a chance to win $5,000. Just see if you can spot the lie. So what's going to happen is me, Amy, and Eddie will all tell you a little story. One of us is lying. If you can pick out the lie, you win all the cash, and you're finding the liar because USA's new competition reality show, Snake in the Grass, gives four contestants a chance at $100,000. The only catch is they have to find out the liar. If they fail that liar, the snake leaves with all the money. Spot the lies, catch the snake, win the cash. Snake in the Grass premieres Monday, 11, 10 Central on USA. Okay. Everybody ready? You're ready. Yeah. All right. Spot the lie, Patina. Now, you're, Patina's watching us, too. So she can also see us. We can see her. So part of it maybe is visual. I don't know. Up first, Amy. When I was 24 years old, I sneezed and my back completely went out on me. I could not move, walk, do anything. And I was at work. So my mom had to come to my job, pick me up load me into the back seat of her car so I could like lay down flat because I couldn't even sit up straight to buckle and she took me to the doctor immediately and from then on out it was multiple doctor's appointments and it took me weeks to recover so you sneezed and you were out weeks yes okay that is Amy's story up next me I met Hugh Hefner in 2014 do you guys know who Hugh Hefner is yeah Yeah. the playboy old guy the old guy from playboy yeah I was in California at dinner, and I was with some TV executives, and I was pitching a TV show idea. They cleared out a table next to us while we were eating dinner, we, I, and I thought they were just like making sure no one could use the table, but they cleared everything off of it and put a couple settings, and in came Hugh Hefner. And I thought like a bunny would be with them. It was some other dude. So Hugh Hefner <laughs> and some other dude sat at the table, and I tried not to stare, but I went to the bathroom. Later on... At I'm in the bathroom. He comes into the bathroom, and it's just us two in there, and he asked if I had any gum. I didn't, and that was it. That's the end of the story. There's no cool <laughs> thing there. But I'm in the bathroom, and Hugh Hefner said, hey, do you happen to have any gum? And I said, I, 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 I don't. And then that was it. We never talked again. Wow. So that was my story meeting Hugh Hefner. All right, Eddie. I once almost died in a hospital in North Carolina. I went over there for a wedding. I had a staph infection in my leg, and during the wedding, it had just gotten huge, almost softball size. I'm like, I have to go to the ER. So I go to the ER, and the doctor said, this is really bad, we're gonna have to admit you into the hospital, and it ended up being a week-long visit. They said that there was no antibiotics were sticking, so they had to come up with a weird concoction of antibiotics to actually kill this staph infection. They said it was almost lethal, but they wow. saved me. You almost died? I almost died. Was it hurting so bad? Is that oh why you went in? Oh my gosh, it was the worst pain ever. Because I would think if you're in a different state, to go to the ER, it'd have to be really bad. It hurt really bad. It was during the wedding. I had to leave the wedding and say, I've got to go to the hospital, guys. They were getting married and you left? Yep. Uh, it, was, it was a reception. They had already gotten married. So right in the middle of Twist and Shout, or the Twist? <laughs> yeah, man, it was the conga train. Okay, so, Patina, you've heard our stories. Amy, she sneezed and was out for weeks, basically, because she blew her back out. At 24 years old. I met Hugh Hefner in the bathroom, but this part of the story is not that uh, really exciting. He just asked me for a piece of gum. (laughs) And then Eddie almost died in a North Carolina hospital when he went to Carolina for a wedding. All right, Patina, you're there in Arizona. $5,000 is up for grabs. How are you feeling right now? Okay, so... All three were quite convincing. Um, 
I am debating between Bobby and Eddie. As the lie. As the lie, yeah. So you're going to lock in Amy as the truth. You're, you're 100% saying that story from Amy is the truth. I do. I've heard that. Even the slightest movement, you can throw your back at it. It's awful. So I believe her. Oh. Well, I thought you said you heard that story. I was like, I've never heard Amy that either. story. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're locking Amy in as the truth. So I need you to say that, Patina. Yes. Yes, you are what? Locking Amy in as the truth teller. Okay, Amy. She says that's the truth. So we'll go to you first. You're 24 years old. Did you blow your back out sneezing? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. In, in weeks? It took weeks to get back? Oh, yeah. My spine was very crooked. It was almost like this weird... It was like a twisty. My spine looked very weird. And that's when I... I've, you probably know this part of the story is when I, that's when I started seeing a chiropractor that would make me put bowling shoes on when I would go mm. there. And you would you'd make fun of me that I was going to a witch doctor. How hard of a sneeze was this? <laughs> well, the thing is, it was when I was selling granite before I came to work with y'all. And I would walk around the granite yard in high heels because I was also in sales. So I would have to do sales So calls. your back was also messed so up. So I was dressed up, but doing a lot of walking. And so I think from the high heels... I just sneezed and it, I, wow. it was very painful. And I mean, I honestly, I've had back pain ever since, but it's not as bad. So, 50-50 shot right now, Patina. You got Eddie, <laughs> who's at a wedding in North Carolina, goes to the emergency room, almost dies. You have me, I'm going to a bathroom in California. Hugh Hefner asked me for gum, I didn't have any. Are you nervous right now or do you feel pretty good about it? I am. I'm very nervous. I can't decide, but Eddie's my favorite, and he wouldn't lie to me. Would I? Well, Eddie, actually, I mean, we we kind of all decided this before, so we don't get to choose <laughs> if we're lying when we come on. So, But okay, so Eddie uh, almost died in North Carolina. I met Hugh Hefner in a bathroom. Which one do you feel like is the lie? I feel like your story might be a lie, Bobby. Might. Yes. Are you committed to me being the liar for $5,000? Oh, my goodness. I sure hope so. I hope you're lying to me, Bobby. No, no, no hopes. Patina, we have to, like, <laughs> say definitive terms. Like, I yes. pick you as the liar, Bobby. I am sure you are lying, Bobby. I like it. $5,000 up for grabs. So the story is, I met Hugh Hefner in a bathroom. In my dreams, that did not happen. She wins! Yeah! Wow. <laughs> Patina, you just won 5000 You're the first one to win. How do you feel right now? Great. She feels so great. She's so loud. She's overmodulating her computer, and we can't hear her. All right, Patina, so you've won $5,000. Uh, you are correct. I did lie to you. The whole story was made up. And not only that, you're going to come back. Scuba, she's going to come back and play for... For $40,000. $40,000. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So you just won 5000 and you're going to come back. And compete for forty thousand dollars, and you have two de- right. you have two deer heads mounted above you. I see. Who killed those deer? Oh my goodness, I can't hear them. Oh, can't oh, hear. We lose her forever. <laughs> we can never get back in touch. Patina, can you hear me? I can barely hear That's you. That's okay. We'll get it all set up. She won five thousand dollars. <laughs> two truths and a lie. Uh, go ahead and turn her down. And let me say this: on Monday night, it is the premiere of Snake in the Grass on USA Network. Please watch it. And the show really wants you to watch it. Everybody wants you to watch it. Snake in the Grass premieres August 1st, Monday, 11, 10 Central on USA. And if you don't mind, go ahead and DVR it right now. So if you do miss it, you can watch it after that. All right, Patina won 5000 bucks. That's awesome news. Let's go.
It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. It was a good time when Randy Hauser stopped by the show this week. He performed a brand new song, and he talked about his new album that's coming out later this year. Plus, he also shared the jobs that he had before he ever moved to Nashville when he was in his like middle 20s. He did so many crazy things that I never knew about Randy Hauser. He's incredibly talented as an artist and has really cool style. He also shared the inspiration behind the style, but he also just has so many skills from all the jobs he did. So here it is, the Randy Hauser interview. Make sure you watch his performance at bobbybones.com. Number four on the Bobby Bones Show now. Randy Hauser. Randy, I was talking to somebody about you and they were like, uh, Randy's coming in. I said, yeah. I said, one maybe the first time you came in, you brought a goat and it peed everywhere. Yeah, and that until was we weird. changed our studio, that <laughs> yeah. pee just remained in the studio for like seven years. Yeah, you know that was a, you know that that whole thing was a surprise to me as well. Oh, what? Oh, we didn't know that. Oh, yeah, because we didn't know you at the time. We were new to town. I didn't know y'all either. And you were the guy that showed up with a goat, and so yeah, first impression that was not me. Oh, <laughs> it was interesting. It was like oh, I got here and they're like, "Hey, we brought you a goat to take you." And I was like, "Oh, cool." We were like that too. So this is oh. how I'm going to meet all these people. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that that's you know it was so funny. I think they were 
I don't know what they're trying to do. And I, I, you know, I normally don't just take goats to people. We didn't know that. We thought you were the goat guy for a long time. <laughs> yeah. How you been? I've been great, man. I would say they haven't seen you in a while, but we briefly, and I'll keep your business private, we saw each other um, for like seven seconds. I was getting yeah. in my car driving out, and you were like, hey. And I was like, oh, somebody's going to beat me up. That's what I thought. <laughs> it was a, it was like an aggressive, not like I couldn't figure out if you were get, somebody's going to beat me up or somebody was like trying to catch me before I drove off. No. And, and you were like, hey. That's what I was doing. Yeah. And he had, you know, big, I think I probably say it like that to everybody anyway. It, you, I, I don't know. I well, don't, let me say it to you. It's scary. Throw. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, it's, it was good to see you. I know we, were, we only had a few too. seconds to say hello, but you yeah. know, we haven't had you in here in a while. I do see you tagged a lot of my Instagram stories from people that are like at your shows. Yeah. Because they're like, it's a religious experience at a Randy Hauser show. <laughs> oh, I, we have a good time. I mean, I, I'm very passionate about what I do and making music. And, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what, I know how it makes me feel. You know, it, it, I, I love what I do. For a few years now, anytime I've seen you, even a picture online. So, and you're, a, uh, I would say my buddy John Party is too, but you guys are real life cowboys. So you wear. Grew and, up that way. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of hard to be a cowboy in West Mead anymore. I, true. But I would say <laughs> it's like riding a bike. I haven't rode a bicycle in a long time. Yeah. I'm still a bicycle rider. Yeah. Fine. But the hat is kind of cowboy. Yeah. But also like kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I I have Stetson makes me these hats, but they're kind of made like um, my granddaddy would take like uh, fedora style hats like that, and then he was a cattleman. You know, he was a cattle buyer, so he would he would still shape his fedoras like a cowboy hat. So I just kind of took got that from him. That's cool. That yeah, it's because something of your different. Grandpa, you yeah. know, just I, I like the look. Something you get from tradition of your family. You know, do you switch it up? Because I was going to dinner with Party, who's like my only close friend that wears a cowboy hat all the time. Yeah. We were going to dinner, and I was like, I'm going to be funny and wear a cowboy hat, too. Because he wears it everywhere. It, it yeah. doesn't matter what to, And it's he's a big guy in a cowboy hat who talks loud. And I was like, screw it, I'm wearing a cowboy hat, too. So I put one on. It was winter. I put one on, and it's a just you know straw cowboy hat, whatever. Yeah. And we show up, and he's he's like, you can't wear that. You can't wear that in the winter. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you got to wear felt in the winter. That's I'm, true. I'm like, bro, I don't. I was just doing this to be funny. Yeah. And so then he got me a felt one, which I've never wore. Really? But do you switch it up at all? Are you wearing the? F- uh, it just depends. Well, if I'm like outside, you know, like just at the house or whatever, most of the time I'll wear a straw hat. But like if it comes to doing a show, I'm always in a felt hat. I like it. I like yeah. it. Randy Hauser is here. So we got some new music here. I yes. mean, I got the album doesn't come out till no, uh, November. Is that right? When the full November eleventh. Yeah. So, but you're, you're putting out music, got a few songs out. Let me play some of Still That Cowboy. I pray that I'll always be Still That Cowboy That Stole Your Heart. So, cool. was that written? And I know you, you co wrote every song that's coming out on this record. Yeah. Was this song at all toward your wife? Absolutely. Yeah, this the, the idea sort of came from, it was like, you know, I mean, I think I'd just gotten home and I, and you know, we were in bed and I looked over and I was watching her sleep and, you know, just the interesting thought of, I wonder what she's uh, thinking about or what she's dreaming about right now. And I hope it's me, you know, this kind of, that kind of thought hit me, you know, and I was just like, that's kind of where that idea for the song came from. And I, uh, like two days later, uh, my buddy Josh Hogan, Matt Rogers came over and we, we wrote it. So you held on to that. Do you write it on your phone? Do you just Yeah, I keep like notes of ideas in my phone. I'll either hum stuff in there and like in voice recorder or I'll, I'll get in notepad and just write out like you know, type out some 
like ideas or something like that. And then mostly, and I write like, you know, I don't write all the time. I'm like one of those guys that writes like when it, I go in writing like seasons. I'll write like um, when it's time to start making a record, I'll just store up all my thoughts and then just sort of go for it because I can't, I don't know, I'm not one of those people that do well writing on the road. I just don't, it's just like a separate thing for me somehow. Those are your nuts. Squirrel nuts. Squirrel nuts. Get it? <laughs> Squirrel sets up his nuts. Yeah. And yeah. it goes, and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a song that, that's out now. It's current single. And I know we could play a clip of it, but instead of that, I know you have your guitar here. Would you mind performing a little bit of Note to Self for us? I'd love to. Now, before you play it here, so walk me through um, what this song means to you and why you wrote it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with like a lot of people the, that do what I do, the... Um, the the pandemic uh, gave me not only an excuse but forced me to uh, be at home a lot more than I can remember being home. I mean, it's uh, you know, I don't before the pandemic I can't remember being at home more than like two weeks at a time, and so it also it did a lot of things. It it, it um, you know, it gave me a chance to experience a lot of things that like I wouldn't exp- have experienced like my my little boy Huckleberry starting to walk, things like that, and seeing that. And and most likely I would have been on the road had, you know, had that not happened. And so it just gave me a chance to be home and sort of evaluate and reevaluate decisions that I've made years ago. And uh, and also taught me what it means to be like a home dad and a home husband and all those things, which were, which to me was like very foreign. You know, it was like, you know, most people won't admit that to do what we do, but we're gone all the time, you know? Um, so it was a really cool experience in a lot of ways. It was also very unwelcome in a lot of ways, but, um, totally fitting for the time. And we had just finished, finished writing it that day. And I recorded, recorded it at my house and we just went for it. Here is Randy Hauser playing note to self here on the Bobby Bone show. A truck only goes so far on half a tank That credit card ain't money in the bank If it don't sound like a good idea It probably ain't a note to sell You can't change the way she's gonna change her mind She might love you, but she won't like you all the time Instead of taking her for granted, take her somewhere nice, note to self Love ain't diamond rings, bigger don't always mean better The grass ain't always green, money don't grow on trees Ever can't make somebody be made for you God ain't gonna do the praying for you Whiskey's best left up there on the shelf You're gonna have to find the answer somewhere else Note to self Note to self A truck only goes so far on half a time Randy Hauser. 
Randy, I want to play some uh, Working Man, which you wrote with Randy Montana. Yeah. Two Randys in a room. None of you. <laughs> sounds, sounds confusing. We double teamed yeah, it. Yeah, sounds. Uh, so here is some <laughs> Working Man. Here you go. Always looking for a shot at the title of the Working Man. Randy, can you list, and we'll talk about jobs from when they started to take taxes out. Because, you know, I mowed a lot of yards, a lot of stuff young. But when they started taking taxes out, the government did. Can you list your normal jobs before you became Randy Hauser, the famous musician? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, my my first job was... um, Obviously, you know, grew up in Mississippi. We grew up raising chickens. We grew up in chicken houses. So working in uh, the poultry industry to put Did it. you always stink? Because we grew up around oh, chicken yeah. houses. I mean, it's... You're in Arkansas. You oh, definitely had chicken out. It smells. Smell like so, money. That's what we always... Smell... Say. Okay. Okay. All right. Chicken houses. What else? Um, after that, I was a, a bus boy at a, at a place called the Back 40. After that, I went to work at Lazy Boy. Doing what? Um, driving a forklift. And then, let's see, I went to... Were you good at that? Yeah. And I asked, because I drove forklift a little bit at Hobby Lobby, and I just was bad at backing up, because you got to do the opposite. Yeah. It's, it's that whole... The, not, the back wheels yeah, turn. Yeah, it's a whole, it's that whole thing. But you were good. Okay, I wasn't well, good, I, and I didn't get I, to I do much. I was. I mean, you know... But here's the thing. I hated every job I ever had until I was, get, was able to play music for a living. Because it's all I ever wanted to do. What job did you <clears throat> get to quit... To go, I finally get to go do music now full time. I quit all of them. So no, no. <laughs> but no, and then I worked at a steel mill. I worked at Magnolia Steel, and then I uh, worked at a music store. That's the one I quit to, when I moved to Nashville. I was twenty six before I moved to Nashville, which is pretty pretty late. Yeah, pretty late. So, what were you doing at the music store? <clears throat> Just whatever, hanging out, um, tuning guitars or whatever. Where'd you I live? Did that for like two in Meridian, Mississippi. In Meridian, were you the guy that was really good at music, the local guy that was really good at music? I was one of them. There, When I was there, there was a lot of still – I always grew up playing with guys that were like 20 years older than me because, you know, it's kind of like the band scene kind of disappeared in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah, I was one of those guys. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll quit that one to move here. Uh, it's a risk, right? I mean, especially yeah. if you've been having to pay the bills and now you're going to go and – do something creative where there is no stability whatsoever. None, yeah. Like what, what kind of kicked you in the butt to make that move? I don't know. I think it was just like, I literally was, um, okay. I'll tell you what it was. There was a, um, what was that song? Tammy Cochran song that was about, um, did it go, Whoa, no, 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 not like this. Did it go that? No, we'll have to look it up, but I'm just drawing a blank on it. But I heard this song and it was all about, Life Happened, that was the name of the song. If you go back and listen to it, um, the song's all about these three characters in the song, that their 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 dreams were passing them by by just getting the bills paid and doing the and, – and I heard that song, and it literally – I could say that the song literally changed my life. I went, well, not happening to me. And so I, I just packed up, and <clears throat> I had like this little – like a 92 Mercury Cougar. Mercury Kruger. And – uh and I just, um, I rolled out, and it broke down on me the first week I was in Nashville. How long did it take, was it a year, multiple years, before you could actually make enough money to pay all your bills making music? Um, I got, I'd say I got lucky, but, um, I, you know, 
luck is built on hard work, I think. But when I got here, I brought a, you know, like a pocket full of songs. And I um, I went to, I knew a couple of people because Derek George, who produced like How Country Feels and Moonlight and all that stuff, was from Philadelphia, Mississippi, and I knew him. And he took me to this publisher, um, Steve Marklin, who had, uh, he was running this place called Windswept. And they ended up signing me like a month after I'd been in town wow. as, as a writer. Rare. Yeah, it was it was very rare. Couldn't hold back the talent. They they, they smelled the chicken house coming to town. They were like, this guy's got something. Well, I don't know. I mean, that was just one of those. And, but those, and also, that was a different time. People, as a songwriter, you could get signed a lot quicker in those days, I feel like, than now. Let you, you didn't have to be a TikTok star then. You say that, and I feel a little... Uh, I don't feel like you like TikTok that much when you say you'd have to be a Ooh. TikTok star. I love TikTok. I love watching people's TikTok. You don't want to make them. I don't want to make them. Well, let's do a dance right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Randy Hauser's got a, a, an album coming out November 11th, and that is a while away. And I'm sure when the album comes out, I'll talk to you again. I'd love to have you back when the album comes out. Um, so there are a lot of songs that are coming out on the record, but what I want to talk about now are the three that uh, people can get right now because that's why they're listening, yeah. right? So you got Still That Cowboy, you got Working Man, and you got Note to Self. All they're out right now. You are going on the road with Cody Johnson. I am. That is quite the vocal show. Yeah, that's going to be a lot crap. of fun. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of you. Yeah. Um, so is Scuba Steve. He like cries every time a <laughs> song plays. Really? Yeah. 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 Scuba Steve, it's like here's any... Uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, at Randy Hauser on Instagram and Twitter, do you have a TikTok? I do, yeah. Is your label, they're not making you do TikToks yet? I'm not, I can't be made to do much. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, the, I think the the most fun I have with TikTok, TikTok is them trying to get me to do stuff and just going, nope. Yeah, what you do is you get in your car and you turn a song and on. Lip sync. And you, but, but, and you start a song <laughs> and then, you know, they point at the words, but instead of doing that, when the first word pops up, be like, ain't doing this crap, and then turn the TikTok off. That's a great one. You can have that free of charge. Oh, done. There we'll you do go. that. All right. Uh, Randy Hauser, you guys check out the new music. <laughs> the record comes out in November, and when it comes out, we'd love to see you again. I'd love to be back. Just Thank you. great to talk to you. Great to see you again. Thank you. You sound great. I mean, anything you guys want to say to Randy while he's here? I mean, I wish I could wear a handkerchief like he does. I can't even put He sports it all really I mean, I don't well. even understand how all he looks so cool in one and, like, normal. <laughs> normal. He looks normal in oh. one. And if I put one on... I, I think people think I have a cold or something. I don't know what the situation is. Do you ever I, wear a red one? No, I oh. stick with these old yeah. blue ones. I'll probably I probably do red. I did um, I did quit wearing them for a while. For a while after whenever the pandemic kicked in, and then Coachella happened, and everybody in the world started wearing them. I was like, I'm out. You know, when it got cool, like hip. Yeah, I had to had to get rid of it. For Same a thing while. with TikTok. He was on TikTok though before anybody <laughs> knew it. That's the thing. So, all right, Randy Hauser at Randy Hauser on Instagram and Twitter, and the records out in November. Randy, good to talk to you, buddy. You too. Thank you for having me. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan Number Two. Quite the controversial topic. Eddie has shared that he wants to get his boys a basketball hoop. But not one in their driveway. No, no, no. That'd be too easy. They want to do it in the cul-de-sac, which means getting all of the neighbors' approval. So you can hear what the show had thoughts on if it was a good idea. You could also check out all the Bobby Bone Show socials. There were so many listeners that had lots of opinions on this topic. And I'm going to tell you, it's about 50-50. 50 believe Eddie should do it and 50 believe not a chance. So listen now. See where you fall.
Number three. Eddie, what's happening in your neighborhood? Man, I'm in a pickle because uh, we live on a street that's kind of slanted. Like the driveway is at a slant, but the boys want a basketball hoop. I'm like, guys, you can't play basketball in our driveway. It's not possible. So they're like, oh, we can't play basketball. I said, wait, why don't we do this? Just down the street, there's a cul-de-sac. There are five houses. We don't know who lives there. But go knock on the door. Ask them if that's okay if we put a basketball hoop on the cul-de-sac. And we'll let the whole neighborhood play. We just got to get an okay from the people that live in the cul-de-sac. And they're like, no, Dad, that's so embarrassing. I'm like, guys, this is a genius idea. I'll pay for the hoop. Why wouldn't these people want a basketball hoop in front of their house? So does it stay up all the time or does it just stay up whenever you guys are playing? No, it'll be like a professional basketball hoop. That It's the whole, a permanent hoop. It's like, a permanent hoop that the whole neighborhood could use. Concrete it in. No, because no, it's going to be in the cul-de-sac, right? Yeah. So it's going to be with a base, a weighted base. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you put like That's sand on it, cement, whatever. Cement. And you think they're going to go for that? I don't know, but I'm saying, guys. You think that's a decent idea? He's I think like, it's a fantastic who idea. He's like, a basketball goal in front of their house? Because I've seen like two kids living in some of those houses. I don't know who lives in the houses, but I've seen kids ride their bikes around that cul-de-sac. So I'm assuming if kids live there, they're going to say, yeah, that'd be awesome. You would need all five of those families Correct. to say yes and that they're okay with the basketball hoop where kids are going to be gathered in that cul-de-sac. Now we can set hours. Hey, no dribble, no, no b-ball after 10. 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. Who's whatever. Force it. You're not going to be down there to do it. Maybe I'll go down and be like, "All right, guys, park's closed. This is my hoop." No, maybes. You wouldn't. <laughs> I just don't think you can do that. Really? I don't even. Th- it's not your part of the street. It, It'd be like you parking your car down there and just le- now you could you could park car on that curb and just leaving your car down there though because that's legal. But is it um, acceptable as a good neighbor? I don't think it is. So you say five, uh, you got to get five okays from the people that live in the cul-de-sac. Now, what if four say okay and one doesn't? No, that's it. I wouldn't even ask. You, I wouldn't send, you you wouldn't send your kids to go ask? I think it's showing them responsibility to be like, door to door. Hi, I'm a kid that wants to play basketball. If your idea is to show them responsibility and you know they're going to get a no. I don't know. I think they're going to get a yes though. Is there any chance all five neighbors say, please put a basketball hoop in front of our front yard where kids will be gathered the whole time? I say yes. Okay. I, I think there's no chance they're going to they're gonna say yes, but I go, okay. The question is, do you think they'll allow it? I go, no. I mean, I, I hope so for the sake of the kids, but there's probably going to be one person that's not down with it. So, so you're going to no. say? No. Oh, one Grinch. I'm going to say yes. you got to send the kids. You send dad, they're going to say no because some old man is at my door. The kids, <laughs> it's hard to say no to the kids. But if you, it's a permanent hoop. It's a permanent hoop, dude. But it's open to the neighborhood. And I told him, guys, if you're going to pitch it. I don't it, want something in front of my yard that's open to the neighborhood for everybody to just be like, this is the gathering place. Really? I would not want that. Even if it's kids, how enjoyable are kids playing outside? It's okay, great. The sound let's, of let's kids playing. Nine or younger. I don't oh, want a 14 year old that's also looking to. Br- <laughs> and then they're going to play some two on two. The older kids, the younger kids yeah. can't play. I just think it's then, a bad situation. Who get? What if two groups show up at the same time and want to play? Like, who gets the court? Oh, that's tough. Then they come to me. I'll go settle the dispute. But Maybe I'm the marshal, dude. Maybe you, I'll put my address there. It. Come to me, and I'll tell you if you can play or not. Okay. There's like a lock on. <laughs> Are you gonna send them down? I've I've tried to. I've already. This has been two weeks in the making of like guys go and. I don't even think they should do it. I, if I were the person and I had kids, I wouldn't allow it. I'm telling you, I was walking the dog and I saw one parent outside watering their plants. And I was like, ooh, should I ask for him? But like, no, no, no. I'm not going to do my, my kids work for him. You guys go to Facebook. Here's the situation. Eddie wants to put a hoop in somebody else's cul-de-sac. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's going to pay for the hoop. Hey, I'd put it Is on my driveway. I'd, I'd put it on my but driveway. But it's for I your just, kids. But I can't. 
It's a slant. I can't do it. Well, if they can shoot on a slant, they can shoot on flat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melanin, Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Lunchbox is finally having some good karma on his side. He got some exciting news about a potential acting opportunity last week. And this week, Amy shared some big news for him about her sister's TV show. You know, he DM'd her trying to get on her show, have a crazy idea that they could fix the roof in his house while also doing some other things. And he'd be a celebrity episode that they could do. Well, something may have just panned out. I don't know. Amy got an email and she shared it with Lunchbox on the show. And he kind of freaked out. He was stoked. Number two. Today is your day, Lunchbox. My day? Today is your day. (laughs) What did I do? Breaking news. Hit that clip. Lunchbox has his hands in the air. He's ready for it. Amy, it's your story to tell. Okay. Well, first, I guess I'll just start off by saying Lunchbox mentioned the other day, had this whole pitch, called my sister about being on her HGTV show called Building Roots. Yeah. Tell me more. So, Well, you said it at first because Lunchbox... 
told your sister that he had some news about you. He DM'd her and said, hey, I have a surprise for Amy. Can we talk? Send me your number. Hey, tricked her and yeah. then yeah. called her and said, hey, my house has problems. Can you fix it? On, yeah, I got holes ship? in my roof and then while you're here, mm. I could re- do a new kitchen, you know, redo the master bath. She lied to her and then you... Yeah. I, I lied to her when I slid into the DMs to get her number, but... It was all in a good, positive way. Yeah, and so... <laughs> anyway, my sister revealed to him, like, hey, Lunchbox, we don't even know if we're getting a season two. And honestly, I don't know either. But what I do know is I got an email from a producer that heard the segment. Let's go! Breaking news! Breaking news! You gotta make your own breaks in Hollywood, people! This is what we do! This is not Hollywood, but I get it. It's, yeah. it's Colorado and Nashville. But yes, you know I get saying? it. Yes. Like, you okay. guys are saying it was bad to lie and look it at is bad to lie. Look where the so, lie got like, me. Go Lunchbox, ahead. don't get ahead of yourself here because I, I don't know. Nobody what has said. What did the producer said. say to you? So I just opened up my email and a, an executive producer named Michelle emailed me. And Executive this, producer? That's yes. huge. And a little backstory. Like not, just, not just measly producer. Yeah. Executive producer. I get measly producers all the time. <laughs> yeah. But when an executive hits in, I'm like, oh, this is real. Some backstory is, you know, similar to Lunchbox. Like when I found out my sister and her husband has shown HGTV, I'm like, well, I got stuff in my house I'd like to have done. So months ago, we my my sister was visiting and we were talking about different things. Like how cool would it be if like, you know, y'all did a project at my house in Nashville. But I, I hadn't heard a peep, nothing. Well, then Lunchbox talks about it. And I guess the producer heard it, and this is the email that she sent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, Amy. I was cracking up laughing over Lunchbox's comments on the show needing Ben and Christie's help on his own home. I would like to pitch a traveling Nashville episode of Building Roots to the (laughs) network. Come on. Come on. Pack up the trailers and head out east. Let's go. (laughs) Featuring your home renovation and possibly Lunchbox's home repair, if you think he might truly be interested. I wasn't sure if it was just, quote, radio talk. Are you truly interested? 100%. Let's go. Let's start knocking down some walls. (laughs) Move that house. Watch out. And so I I guess with this, I mean, I have no idea because I haven't replied, and I don't know if with this pitch it would mean, yeah, it would just be like some weird, you know, one-off episode if they don't get season two, or is this only if they get season two? So we, I, I don't know, and I don't even know what to reply. And my sister's out of the country. So what do you I, want her to reply, Lunchbox? Reply, let's go. We're all in. Reply, let's go. We're, we're all in. in. Yeah. Let's uh, get some remodeling well, she done. She said that I could connect you with her directly so oh, she could gauge I your love interest. That. You so. want to be connected up? Connect. You got some good news about Amy to tell her? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta tell her a surprise for Amy. And you guys thought I was crazy when I said a special episode. You're like, oh my gosh, that's so stupid, Lunchbox. Well, guys, I know how producers think. Listen to this. They think this is great TV. What would you let's do at your go. house? I think. Oh, go. I mean, fix the holes in the roof, uh, redo the kitchen, put a nice screened-in back porch, redo the master bath, um, maybe add like a, a man cave. I mean, we got man all sorts. Of- <laughs> man cave? What? Yeah, Where? Like, I don't know. Add on to the back of the house. I don't know. On top of it. Add Where do we want to put it? Build a tree house for the kids? I wow. mean, let's go. We're like eight shows in one here. <laughs> Come on. Because I saw one of their episodes, they put a slide from a, the back deck to the ground for some kids, so build my kids something. Let's go. How excited are you? One to ten. Ten. I mean, I, this is great. I am. This is how you make things happen. I've been dreaming about this, about being on TV, being in Hollywood, and it is starting to come true slowly and surely. <laughs> Didn't they do a remodeling show right next to your house once? Yeah, they did Property Brothers right next door. And what'd you think about that? Awesome. So jealous. Like I was so <laughs> mad at my neighbors, but they were new neighbors. I didn't know them then. They like, when they bought the house, they got on the Property Brothers. How'd they huh? get on it? 
They applied. And then that's it? They just come and they do all their house? Yeah. And, and then that's just it? That's it. And then they have a new house. And they didn't get. They weren't able to live there while they did it, but psh, I can move somewhere while they do my house. <laughs> Dang. Uh, this is great. You know, now, on these... Are, are, you, oh, are, are you... Are you... Now, will you say, hey, good job on the lie? Like it, it, on what I'll lie? never say good job on the lie. <laughs> but here, Making your I own guess breaks. it's something you, that you may not know. You know you have to pay for it, right? Pay for what? They don't pay Uh-oh. for everything. You have to pay for your own. <laughs> they just do it on TV and give you like the labor for free. You have to pay for everything. Huh? Well, we can work something out. No, there's no working it out. <laughs> If Amy Wright, Lunchbox is like trying to get endorsements to pay for. Like, I mean, you could try to work something out, but I don't know how. Like, you oh, would. I know, I, from, I know exactly from, how. Like from this, what I know, this, this, uh, hey, look, oh, you know, they did his kitchen and they got their supplies at the yeah. Home Depot. No, that's not how it works on the show. You <laughs> can't just, is like, I you got can't my make Sherwin deals Williams for that show, paint. and you can't make deals for this show because we yeah. have our own sponsors. Right. I mean, and listen. you have to pay on those shows. You have to pay for it yourself. They, the property owners don't come in to pay for it all. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to pay for the slide, the man cave. The man cave, too? The roof to be done. Yeah. I think you'd probably scale back on what you have done. He's like, I'll take some shingles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little paint. Do you still want them to come? Absolutely. Okay. So come on. Your desperation to be on TV, well, you'll pay for it. cost you a lot it. of money. That, yeah. It, I'll make it up on the back end. Of what? <laughs> tours? People, <laughs> tours or people <laughs> will tours. see me and be like, oh, man, we need him for our show. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, they, so it's an investment. It's an investment. You get on TV. What if they're like three hundred thousand dollars? Oh, an investment. But but does some of his insurance cover it? Because his I'll tree damaged his house. I'll hit the bank. You go take out a loan to be on the show. <laughs> oh, wow. Absolutely. You, you're saying it now. You're going to take out a loan to be on the show. One hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Another thought that I had is that Lunchbox hasn't been incredibly kind towards the show. True. Like he, he said, he it sucked, said it's not good, and they're <laughs> not I, good at what they do. But, so why would he want them to do his renovations? No, I said they're not good. Their renovations are cool. Like they, they have a great minds, but they're not very fun on TV. They, they come off as kind of boring and, and you'd probably be fine. In the yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Get me on there and I will liven it up. Let's go. So reply to them, let's go. Yeah, I'm all in. All Pack in, up the trailers go. and head out east. Head east. Okay. Yeah. He's in. He's going to take a loan out to do it if they want to do it, but I guess let him know. 100% take okay. out a loan. That's smart business. <laughs> is it? <laughs> to be on, you know what? I agree. Okay, yes. Good for you, buddy. There he is. Lunchbox to be getting on TV. <laughs> One way or another, he's getting on TV. We like it. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. And definitely at the number one spot this week, the iconic Ronnie Dunn stopped by the show. He has a brand new solo album out. He talked about the songs on it and the collaborations. And he also discussed some of the Brooks and Dunn days. You know, like what happened when they decided to split, how the reboot album happened so many years later. Just really cool stories that I've never heard before. And it was cool just listening to him talk and share his life experience. So without further ado, Ronnie Dunn. Number one, the Friday morning conversation with Ronnie Dunn. All right, the lead singer of Brooks and Dunn, Ronnie Dunn, is walking into the studio now. Ray, let me get some of that intro music. Uh, Brooks and Dunn, Boots Goon Boogie from 1991. Here he is. Come on, baby, let's go. There he comes. There he is. Clap your hands. Yes, there he is. Welcome, 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 welcome. Have a seat. And the- so it's a boot scoop. <laughs> I 
How's everybody? We're pretty good. How you doing? I'm good. It's good I'm to good. see you. You know, I was, listen, I feel like I'm very lucky that you come to, our, to the studio a couple times and you grace us with your presence and I feel fortunate about that. So I was looking up some stuff, like I was going, I was digging deep about you, trying to find some stuff I didn't even know oh God. so I could talk to you about it. So I'm going to ask you in a second, I had no idea you like redesigned air trailers or there's, there's trailers. Mm. You have every hobby I've ever heard of. You get bored, you know. You know, <laughs> you're like a creative type. I just, had, I mean, interior design. Reebok came up with a uh, airstream idea when we were out in Vegas. You know, because everybody's in trailers out there, and they go out in the desert and do this stuff. And she goes, she came up one day, and she goes, "Would you, uh, would you do a trailer for me?" But you were already I, doing I'm, this though. It's yeah, I talk about it all the time. I yeah. got some guys that, that work for me. They can do anything. So we just kind of treated it like a house when we you went to it and did all the color palettes and set out all the the, the fabrics and hides and that kind of stuff. She had to have a little bit cowgirl, you know. Were you an artsy kid? I don't know. No, it's just all I ever remember about being a kid was being real just excessively skinny. That's <laughs> no memory except being skinny. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my trauma. When, and, uh, when you were stopped. 12, though, like, did you play ball? Were you already doing music? I, no, no, I wanted to play ball so bad. I wanted to be an athlete really bad. And I can remember the coach coming to our fifth grade room, uh, like study hall, and he said, anybody that uh, wants to go out for football, go down to the library. And uh, uh, so, shoot, I'm the first out the door. But I'm like, I'm like a, as big around as a pencil, maybe. I was the smallest guy in the, in the, in the school until I was probably in, in uh, my senior year in high school. Anyway, he looks out in the room and he goes, you, you, you. And looks at me and goes, you go to the band room. <laughs> or back to study hall. So I went to the band room. Tried to make me play cl- uh, clarinet. I see it though. Yeah, it's just no, you what? I like that. I can see you playing clarinet. I think that's your natural, your natural instrument. No, I'm thinking chicks, man. I went, uh-uh, we're not going to do that. I want a saxophone. So I played sax for a while, you know. And the, if I gave you a saxophone right now, could you make it do anything that it's supposed to do? No, no, no. It's like quitting golf or something, you know, for, for probably, you know, 25 years. You kind of have to work up to it. We, well, we have one here. Bring it in. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be funny. Huh? Uh, Ronnie's here because he's got a new album. We're going to talk about this. It's out today. And I want to start, and we're going to get to the Parker McCollum song in a second because we're going to play it. But I do want to talk about Jake Worthington. How, because Jake's on a song with you called Honky Tonk Town. It may have been the first song that you teased or one of the first songs that you teased when you're talking about the project. Yeah. How did you link up with Jake Worthington? We, uh, we were uh, all doing the, the Hardy uh, Project. And uh, the, the mixtape or the the Hicks tape, yeah, the Hicks tape, yeah. Thing. And uh, this, this, I mean, I just dropped in and did my verse. And uh, at the end, the third verse, uh, when I got the, got the master from Joey uh, over at Big Loud, uh, this voice comes on, and I'm going, Holy cow, where did that guy come from? Because it was real, like down in the dirt country. He sounded to me like, like Lefty Frizzell. I mean, and if you don't know who that is, Google him. You'll, you'll go get it. But he really does. And he's this just down home, uh, like, I think he's like a welder or something by trade in uh, uh, Houston. But it's cool. But you, you, if you haven't already done it, you, you're going to love interviewing him. I have an interview. I mean, he is as humble, just, I don't know. It, it's, But he's funny, too, at the same time. I want to play a clip of this. This is Honky Tonk Town. It is with Jake Worthington here. Gotta find me a honky-tonk town. One that plays that honky That's a good one. You like that one? 
Yeah, yeah. You can't hear it, but you like it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What if I said you like it? He goes, No, I don't like that one at all. Not my favorite. That'd be a funny answer. To, <laughs> yeah. But I think Ronnie would say that if he was really yeah. felt it. I wouldn't have put it on the record, but there it is. The album is 100 Proof Neon. Uh, it's Ronnie Dunn. So whenever you're putting out individual projects, and you and you know Brooks and Dunn are still touring, yeah. is that a thing? Are you is is I mean, what's that? Do you get to play any of them, or is it weird? So far, we we just haven't worked that out because Kix has done some stuff too. But uh, no, it's just a hodgepodge right now. But I think it, it to me, it's just we're, we're at that stage to where hey, you know what? We can we can show our individual personalities and what we do, and still come back and and not water down Brooks and Dunn. You know, back back in the day, I think that was a big label fear. I mean, just like no, you can't go sing with someone, so or you can't go do this project with somebody else. So it just seemed like every time I turned around, I was getting cut off at the pass and kicks too. So as soon as, as soon as we decided to, to to give it up for a while, I mean, we we both ran out not not to run out there and, and be successful solo artists, but to do music that an individual guy could do. There's there's certain songs that as Brooks and Dunn as you know, like kind of love songs or whatever you can't do. It's two guys. You know. Oh, because people would think you're singing it to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like. I'm that, not going to hold hands with him. He's going to hold hands with me. But yeah, I would like that. You know, he's a redneck. I'd like to he see that. Yeah, uh, Hundred Proof Neon's the record. Ronnie is here. I'm going to play the single now. This is Road to Abilene, which you wrote, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And you called Parker McCollum. He said, "Hey, do the song with me, or what?" Yeah, yeah. He just came down in his big white hot rod uh, Corvette. <laughs> uh, we you have his gold chain on. You have. That guy walks in, and I like Parker a lot, but he walks in, and I'm like, I'm not going to like this guy. And then you spend time with him, and you're like, oh, I love this guy. Oh, I, I felt the same way. He's kind of, kind of got that Texas, you know, subtle standoff thing. And then at the end of it, he goes, man, thank you so much for letting me do this. This is the most fun thing I've done or whatever. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, Dude, I like you. I have an idea for you. Would you like to hear an idea? Yeah. It'll probably help your career a lot. Um, so on this record that you have out, you got a couple features, Jake Worthington, which we talked about a minute ago, yeah. and the song with Parker McCollum, which we played. Yeah. If you did a song, not on this record, 100 Proof Neon, maybe the deluxe edition. I think about it here. Ronnie Dunn featuring Kix Brooks. <laughs> well, then I'd have to turn around and do a Kix Brooks <laughs> featuring Ronnie Dunn. That would just be Brooks and Dunn, though, right? Would there you, we go. Would, Back to it. Would, Back I mean, to the moneymaker. That would be funny, though. It would be like, I'm confused. <laughs> What's going They'd on? They'd be here? so confused. They'd be like, I need to see what this is about. But it was just that. Uh, so when you have to search for people or you want to search for people that are on a song, like what do you look for? Because I'm sure you get asked to do stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, I just find people I like. That's it. I haven't called. Yeah. Do a song. Well, you want you up one? Yeah. Let's do one. <laughs> <laughs> I got a call the other day to, to uh, a Tuesday. I was on the way back from Alabama. We've been having fun at uh, Lake Martin. Got a text. You say Lake Martin? Uh-huh. On the lake. I'm going to ask you about that yeah. in a second, but go ahead. Right. Anyway, uh, uh, I can't say who it is, but I uh, wanted to do a duet and do a duets project. And uh, I'll let him do all the hoopla about it. So it's, you said yes? Yeah. Right Have on. you said no recently? Uh, no, 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 no. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of careful about what I do, but I think in today's age, it's like, hey, if, it's, if, if the, song, the song dictates it to me, mm -hmm. you know, not, not who it is. You ever been on a comedy song before? What? A comedy song. Ever been on one of those? No. Okay. You're writing it? Well, that's what we do. I mean, we tour. We tour, we tour like Brooks and Dunn. I know you do. I mean, you were doing your, your show when we were doing Bridgestone the other that's night. That's true. That and, and you can't come to the next shows even to watch because you're on the road again. Uh, you work too much. You can't uh, even enjoy life now. You know, when it rains, it pours. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Dunn is here, 100 Proof Neon. When you do the album title... 
Do you put neon in purposefully to reflect one of Brooks and Dunn's most famous songs? Or do you put it in because it just feels like, and to me, neon feels like a 90s thing just in general. Mm-hmm. Is it that, is that word, what does that mean to you? Uh, it, it means that I must gravitate to it subconsciously because I took the project home as I was, I was doing it all, almost through, finished with it. And my wife goes, every, every freaking song on there says neon. She goes, can't you come up with something other than neon? Like, I said, well, everybody's doing pickups. And uh, so finally I just thought about it. I went, okay, I, no, I'm not going to change anything. I'll just call it 100 Proof Neon. What's a hundred proof? I don't proof like hundred proof whiskey, but I don't drink, so I don't know know the stuff that like cool guys like you that drink. Yeah, yeah. well, like, after last weekend, I wish I didn't had. Wish you hadn't. So a hundred proof. What's a, what's a whiskey? What's a proof of a good whiskey? Proof. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just. I mean that 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 number dictates the amount of uh, alcohol in it. So a hundred proof. Hundred proof is that, pretty pretty strong. Would that be a hundred percent? Yeah. So well, no, no. It's got to be mixed. With I have no idea. Like I'm asking. I don't know. Y'all tell it's me, right? <laughs> you're gonna get like there's certain like types of alcohol that aren't gonna get you as feeling. Yeah, tipsy but it's a hundred, hundred percent. Give you that uh, that feeling. Like what's a beer? Get. Like I've seen like, one fifty one right. and that already. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah. Yes. Or moonshine. That's right. Oh, okay. That's yeah. like right, right. go blind in one eye. Not that's 300 proof. Oh, On this record, I feel like I hear like multiple fiddles at the same time, yeah. like steel guitars. Yeah. Like whenever you're kind of having the idea for this sonically, is that important to you to keep a lot of the traditional, what we feel like is traditional 90s yeah. sound in, in it? Yeah. Well, to me, it's traditional. It's like, like, like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, that's twin fiddles. That was all a big part of what, what, what I was doing. Is that something you seek out purposefully? Like, I definitely want to have this in because this is what I'm feeling like this whole project's going to be. Yes, when we're writing, uh, uh, a certain song, he goes, it lends itself to twin fiddles, and hardly anyone does twin fiddles anymore. But that's kind of a regional thing, Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, Well, that's you. Wyoming, Montana. Where do you consider yourself to be from? Ooh, that's a hard one, Bobby. It really is. I went to 12 schools in 13 years. We were moving all the time. Dad was in like the uh, uh, pipeline business. You know, as like a gauger, like a, a real like down in the dirt worker, uh, blue collar worker. But uh, our grandparents were all from El Dorado, Arkansas, so there was that. But if it, if you're on Prices Right, and they were like, "Hey, Ronald, who where are you from? <laughs> where would it say? Where would you say you're from?" I don't know. Toss a coin. I would say I was born in Texas, and I spent more time there than, than any any other place. So you would say Texas? Yeah, yeah. And what part of Texas? West Texas, way west, in a little town called Coleman, uh, south of uh, Abilene. So I assume a lot of oil over there. Yeah. And that was that pretty much the economy. That you guys lived in, like where the oil was, that, that's where your dad went? That's, and that's pretty much it. What do you remember about that as a kid? Uh, just moving a lot. I mean, like being a, and actually living in some, in some cool places like New Mexico. Lived there for a while. Uh, but it, it, we lived on, a, on an oil lease because he was in charge of a certain region. So we were out in the middle of all these canyons and stuff. And no one was around. We just had the, you know, we, we, as kids, we, we just ran amok. You know, in the desert. There was no one around. What does that mean, run amok? And in the, the desert, it seems like there's a lot to do. You know what run amok means. I, I don't, I've never run amok, actually, to well, this yes, day. I've never run amok. I cannot imagine you've never run I've amok. never run amok at all. <laughs> Your parents say, get out of the house, go play outside. So or, what? We run amok. It's kind of, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's undefined. You know, you just 
whatever you wherever you end up, you know, you're in the pack. Do you muck now? Oh yeah, I run a muck now way more than I ran a muck when I was smaller. Yeah. When you're at the lake in Alabama, what does a lake weekend consist of for you? Well, uh, I mean, I was getting the boat and cruising and how big's the boat? Uh, let's let's talk real here. No, it was like a forty-two foot something. You ever been on a yacht? Oh yeah, I'd never been on a yacht. Really? I just, yeah, I just see people on. You work all the time. But I see people. You gotta on, get out. No, but I see people on TMZ on yachts, and I'm like, I never, been, I never even been on a yacht. <laughs> Y'all uh, both accused uh, each uh, other of working uh, too much and how y'all both need to get out. Really, really? Okay, so I see you on a bicycle online the other day. Yeah, bicycle. With Caitlin. Yes, bicycle. Right, out in the desert. A bicycle. pretty fancy place, <laughs> Yeah, it's not a yacht. Right? No, it's a, it's a mountain. It's well, in Utah. Well, I know, but you make it sound like you, you, know, you, come on, you've not been on a yacht. Who, I'm, how would I be on a yacht? I don't even That's know somebody. That's not very normal. You're, you're Bobby Bones. I don't even know. <laughs> you know? I don't know a person that owns okay, a so, yacht. I don't even okay. know a person that owns a houseboat. <clears throat> uh, a lake yacht. I don't I, even know one of those. I'm, I'm there. With you. you have a houseboat? Uh, no, no, oh. I did have out on uh, Center Hill for a while. Uh, not a houseboat, but uh, Daytona, like like the race, country music and NASCAR kind of run parallel in some ways. So uh, every year, uh, Roger Penske, Dale Earnhardt, and Felix Sabatis, who invented Donkey Kong, they would all show up in their yachts, and the one that had the longest uh, yacht got the preferred parking place, and they'd all three line up. So when people weren't at the race, after the race, pre-race, and all that, they would all walk out and gawk at the, the you know, the two hundred fifty foot, two hundred fifty one foot yacht. There's a yacht measuring contest. Yeah, and between then, those three guys, yeah. we know what yacht stood for for them too. Yeah. Then you go on, you have to take your shoes off. There's that. You go onto all their yachts. Uh huh. But the yacht, that's the ocean. I mean, that's the Gulf, the ocean. Where is that? Let's, let's see. What was it? It would be the Gulf, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't the Daytona have... side of Florida. And what's the difference in a yacht and another, another big boat? You can go down in it? No, there's actually, I actually read a thing uh, the other, uh, yesterday on it. Now, they'll show you how my short-term memory works. But there's a term for an 88-foot boat. And then there's another term for when it turns into a yacht at like a certain amount of footage but what's the but like they're hot you, right now everybody's you, buying them i guess because they're kind of cheap but i don't know um so you're out you're finishing the tour with brooks and dunn so right. then what do you do as far as performing wise don't know i'm panicking are you getting a little nervous oh really uh-huh i'm do trying you, to come up with something to do i may go out and and, and uh, line some some dates up to just to for fun to promote this so if you go and play these, if you're by yourself, can you play a few Brooks and Dunn songs too? That's, or is, is that in the rules? No, that's, yeah, yes. No, there's, there are no rules about that. We can do whatever we want to. Because you know? we, we, we wrote the, the majority of that stuff. Like we didn't write My Maria, so I don't know. I don't think, you know, Kix goes out and does stuff. So I don't think anybody cares. What's interesting, and you can tell me I'm wrong here, but from my Brooks and Dunn knowledge, it seems like one of either one of you wrote most of rarely did you two write a song together that was massive uh, it, no initially we did we wrote a lot and then then we hit the road we had like four number ones in a row and just hit the road immediately and, and took off so we got to see a whole lot of one another and our, our time at home our free time was was kind of kind of precious you know you get to spend time with your wife and kids and uh that was uh, kind of put a, a damper on a lot of it. Every now and then we'd be on the bus or something on a long trip, California, whatever, and we'd we'd stop for a couple of days and and and, and write. We wrote uh, Red Dirt Road. Uh, uh, 
he jumped up on the bus one day uh, after a show one night and, and said, I, I said, we need a, <clears throat> we need a song that, that kind of depicts the, the feel of the, of the album. And uh, we spouted off that chorus and uh, uh, traded off on the, cor- on the verses and away we, away we went. Whenever but, you look back at Brooks and Dunn, the, the massive hits that you guys had, which one that you were part of writing was just the easiest? And it was almost wrote in an hour, like a quick, quick write. And you're like, uh, wow. Not, not, I'm slow, I'm slow. You know, I don't know how, I don't know how, how staff guys do it, you know, music or writers. If someone t- said to me one time, uh, is a, a writer here, here on the row and asked the same question. And I said, uh, I don't know. Sometimes it'll take me like three, four months, maybe so, maybe a year if I'm like really stuck on it or something like that. And he laughed and he says, man, in, in my opinion, if it's, if it takes more than three hours, it's just not worth the time. I'm thinking, huh. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, but that's his deal. No, you wow know? that you, it would take a year. Yeah, yeah. So you write it down and go, it's not it, and then you come back to it later? Yeah, I just leave it. I leave it in a folder, file, and just kind of come back to it. Well, the flip side of that question, then which one do you think took the longest, where you started and it was years later when you're like, oh, okay, I feel like we got it now. Neon Moon was, was, was one that, that stretched out for a while. What about it wasn't right for a while? Yeah, yeah. Like, what about it? Which direction did it go, or what was different about it at first? Uh, at first, it was it was it was more like two four country, you know, and, and but not the same same lyric, same hook, and, and that stuff. And I, I like, eh, I don't like that. And then uh, then this this version that you hear every now and then is the one I went with. I thought that was the case. The one that made it is the <laughs> one you went with. Yeah. <laughs> when I was thinking about it, I was like, I bet the one that we hear now is the one. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm um, going to ask you a couple more questions in a second, but I want to play a little more of this from 100 Proof Neon. Uh, let's play a little bit of Where the Neon Lies. Uh, this is Ronnie Dunn right here. Where the neon lies, everything's all right. The whiskey melts. Oh, like I'm 42, and I can already feel my voice... Like the youthfulness of my voice is Bro, not the same. No, I'm just saying why? you. What your voice is still as pure now. It feels like to me, and I've been lucky enough to either sing right beside you or watch you. Cl- what are you doing? Or are you just l- genetically lucky? Like, what's how does it stay the same? I think it's probably genetics. You know, I mean, when I first sing, I, th- I think there's a difference. Like I used to call myself like a bean nose oaky. You know, somebody puts a bean up their nose and tries to sing with that high deal. But as I get older, it, it's, it's deepened a hair. It's kind of just got just a little bit of character, more character to it. And I think you get more comfortable. Have you changed the keys of any songs? Nope. 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 Tempted nice. at first, you know, of, of some of these runs when you, before you get in shape, but it's a muscle, you know, and uh, once you, once you get it in shape and you're, you're out and running and I stay, I ride a rest and I don't, I don't, you know, get involved with that 100% proof whiskey when I'm out on the road. Mm-hmm. I do at the lake. When you're at the lake, back to that, what what are you doing at the lake? Are you just sitting in a cove with 22-year-olds listening to Pitbull or what? Oh, yeah. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> this week was, uh, they were having a, a like a, a lake poker run. So you had to go from one end to the other and uh, get at these stations and you pull up to a, a, a dock or whatever and uh, they give you a card. And then they write it down, and then you go to five different places, and whoever has the the best hand wins, you know, 
couple of grand. Or That's what rich people do. Who wow. puts that together? That's the craziest game I ever heard of. No, it's like, nuts. They have no. There were there were there were like party barges, I call them, or pontoon boats with giant pink flamingos on them, and you know, big you know, what floppy dice that they hang from the, the the mirrors, but but massive, and they dress up. It was like Mardi Gras on the water. What's the Facebook group you're in that gets to do all this stuff? Like, how does this communicate amongst? Yeah. It's just it's a cultural thing, but they've been doing it for years. A traditional thing down there. I so. well, I never heard of such thing. I don't even no, have a boat had, though. I hadn't either. I got a trolling motor. That's about it. I don't even got a flat bottom. To I used put to have it a trolling motor. Yeah, I don't even have that. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie Dunn is here. I got two questions for you, and I, I'm going to ask this. It's a dumb question, but I'm serious asking it. When it's people see you, and once they understand or recognize you, they treat you differently because you are. Uh, you're famous. You've had a great uh, career in country music. People know you. What is it like for people to just love you wherever you go? Do you ever just go, man, I'm trying to go somewhere. People don't know who I am. So I don't get that. That's real, but it may not be authentic in like human relationships because what they're loving maybe isn't the real you. Yeah. No, that's, that's, you're nailing it. I, I, I don't know. Uh, that, that That's a, it's tough because you know you're in this business to be, you know, because you love music, and then the byproduct of that is recognition. I don't want to use the word fame, but recognition. <clears throat> and uh, sometimes it's uh, you know after after that break for ten years, you know, at times I'd, I'd walk through the airport and like you know maybe one person would come up to you and like, hey man, dig your music by, you know, or. Better yet, hey, my mom, my mom loves you, you know, or, or my grandmother loves you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's like groove buster right off the bat, but it's cool. Hey, you know, I hope your great grandmother loves me. But uh, you know, things heat up. You know, like you know, the more you get, get exposure here, and it was like Alabama was like that last week. It's just it's funny how it changes. Do you feel now it's back at its like a real peak time again? Because I feel like if anyone mentions Brooks and Dunn or Ronnie Dunn or Kicksbrook, it's just like. I, there's just a passion for you guys again. I wasn't here when there wasn't a passion, whatever time you're talking about there. Do you feel, though, that it's really strong again? Yeah. Yes. And I, I won't say it, you know, it's at that, that, that peak yet, but it's different now. Crowds are bigger, and they were they, they were big, you know, in the day. But it's like the enthusiasm is there. I, mean, I can hold that, you know, ego mic out to the audience, and they'll sing Neon Moon and you know louder than we do it. Uh, so... I don't know how to figure that out other than just to ride the wave and have fun. Are you having fun? I'm having a blast. Do you appreciate it because you were away for a while? Like, do you appreciate so. it more? Yeah. I, th I think so, yes. Yeah, I would think that I would too. I would think, for me anyway, it takes, oftentimes for me, it takes something to kind of come in that I didn't expect to remind me of how good I have it. Because sometimes I forget because yeah. you're just in it. Well, too much too much of a good thing is, is too much of anything, you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll get a little... Get a little burned out, you know? I want to ask you uh, one more question, and then I'm going to get back to the record one more time. But you talk about when you guys took a break. What's that situation like whenever it's time or somebody makes a call to go, hey, maybe we should do this again? Like, what happened? Who made the call? What was that conversation like? Uh, our, our, our manager, Clarence Spalding, made, made the call, and, and that was to do the uh, the reboot record. And he said, guys, I've got an idea. He said, just, just let me take it run. He says, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to call anybody. He says, I'm going to call each artist that that you guys, he gave us a list. He says, just you know, a loose list and check it out. 
But he said, I'm going to call one time. He said, if I don't hear back within two days, he says, we'll move on. It's not going to be any, you know, we're not going to drag the process out and torture anybody. Well, sure enough, just about, I think everybody that he called, he says, bam, we're on. We've got her. You know, we got him. We got so-and-so. So Cody Johnson, you know, Luke, Luke Holmes. Casey. You know, not, yeah, yeah, Casey. You know, so then just, you guys were like, hey, we should, okay, let's do this. Well, yeah. And it just kind of reignited, you know, the, the, the thing uh, of, you uh, realizing people, younger artists would walk in and go, holy cow. You know, we're in here and we're looking around going, who are you talking about? <laughs> you know? but, but yeah, enough money, all right? You'd be fine. Right? Yeah, it's not for money now. I never, you know, I mean, I, I like to say it never was, but money, what, money was a motive back in the day, not now. I mean, can you have enough? I, I don't know. I don't have any. I, mean, I don't have a yacht. How much yet. you got in your wallet right now? How many? Ca- how much cash you got in your wallet right now? Right now? Yeah. Pfft, cash. None. You don't keep cash? No, it's all credit cards. Hmm. I, I probably have like, Twenty or what do you tip a valet? Oh, I'm bad about it. I'm, I'm no, I'm like like I way over tip. You over tip? I way over tip. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I mean, that's I do. And if you forget and you have you don't have any cash, you go courtesy of Kicks Brooks and you walk <laughs> off. Right? That's what I would do. Be like, my, you know, I'm Brooks. Here's my credit card. Here's my address. Send it back to me. <laughs> All right, one. Let's play one more clip. I want to play the last track on uh, the record. This is Better Bartender with Ronnie Dunn right now. Well, you did it again. I think you made the project you're wanting to make because it sounds very Ronnie Dunn, and I love it. You know, it's, it's yeah, I think that's the goal, right? Just do something you're proud of. That's it sounds it. great, and, and see what happens. That's something Mama would like. Yep. And every chance I get, we're featuring it. You know, I love you, and you know, I, uh, you know, I love your music. But like outside of that, you're my guy anyway. And it's really cool for me to get to be your friend. I don't get invited on the boat I feel or the same way. or some like same way, swinger thing on the lake. I don't know what's happening there, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get invited to that. I don't know. I don't know, some poker thing. I don't know what that's a code word for. Uh, Ronnie Dunn, you guys check out the album. It is 100 Proof Neon. You can follow Ronnie at Ronnie Dunn. Obviously, Brooks and Dunn uh, back out on the road, uh, finishing up the tour, but this is 100 Proof Neon. If you decide that you want to go on the road and do this, just let me know. We'll promote it. Let me know what you're going to do. All right. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to text you. I'm going to call you. I'm going to camp outside your gate. You do all that anyway. All yeah, so that, nothing will be different. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Ronnie Dunn, everybody. Woo! All right. Thanks, y'all. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. I'm Morgan, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with me this week and getting caught up on the show. Make sure you check out bobbybones.com for some more content of more than just these bits that I talked to y'all about because there's so much. And, of course, on our Instagram, we got games. We have the full games on YouTube. There's just a lot of content all over our socials and on the website. So check all of that out. And thank you guys again for hanging out with me. I hope the rest of your weekend is fabulous. I love you. Bye. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.